those conversations are so important because one slight, one little chink in the armor of the of the relationship is not going to make or break it. But little things along the way will start to have you feel uncomfortable with the people that you need to feel comfortable with. Welcome to the Rising Leader Podcast, where being a high achiever doesn't necessarily equate to being an effective leader. Let's check to see if you're in the right place. If you're rising through the ranks of your organization so fast that your leadership skills need to grow as fast as your responsibilities, you're in the right place. If it seems you need different skills to lead your team or lead from within a group of talented, competitive peers, you're in the right place. If you're looking to become a trusted advisor to the CEO, you are definitely in the right place. So now that we know that you're in the right place, enjoy today's conversation. Before we begin, I have something for you. Have you not read Only Tens 2.0 yet? If you've been listening to the show, my guess is you have read it. Would you like to give away a copy to someone you care about, someone who's struggling with time and energy management, someone who needs to focus on the important things? Well, if you go to markjsilverman.com, click on the red resource buttons, we have put a free copy of Only Tens 2.0 for you to download, and you can upload it onto your electronic device of choice. I hope you enjoy. Let's say you have some friends who go golfing over the weekend and don't invite you. You see on Instagram uh, on Monday that that's where they've been and that's what they were doing. And they looked like they were having a lot of fun. Or let's say it was a party or it was a concert. But, you know, some people went out that you know and you didn't get invited. How do you respond to something like that? Do you turn it on yourself and decide that you're not likable enough and that nobody ever invites you to anything because you're just not popular? And that's kind of that's kind of my way of looking at it because I'm such an introvert that I think most people don't want to hang out with me because I'm not that much fun. But do you sit there and sulk about that? Do you turn it around on them and decide that the ringleader was trying to cut you out of the friendships? Like, do you, does your anger and the bad go someplace else and you have to kind of kind of trash other people for this? Do you wind up going out and complaining to other friends and other people about how bad these people treated you or how, how thoughtless they are? Do you wind up complaining? Is that something that you do? Now, be honest with yourself. How do you normally handle a hurt like that? Or... If you're really mature, if you have some self-worth, if you cannot put the blame on somebody else, you know, can you decide, huh, I wasn't entitled to go. I would really like to go. So say to someone in the group, hey, I noticed you played golf. Look like fun. May I go next time? I'd love to join next time. It would be really fun if I could join next time. Or let's say they were really a good group of really good friends. Uh, and that it was really weird that you didn't get invited to go to this concert or this party. It was just strange. Here's another thing, right? Like your spidey sense is something's up with my friends. Can you go to someone that you trust in the group and say to them, I don't understand what happened. What did, did I do something to, to offend someone? Was there a reason I was left out of this? And find out and get curious, right? Can you do that? That's on the personal level. It's... um. It's so hard to be vulnerable to let people know that you were hurt or that you wanted to join something that you weren't invited to. Now let's go, let's take this to the office and to business. You know, there's business, you know, relationships are made and broken with 
communication with conversations. So there's business conversations, roles, responsibilities, deadlines, right? Quality of work, feedback, those things that you need to have a, have a business conversation about. And you need to be crisp, you need to be clear, and you need to communicate often and you need to communicate thoroughly. But then there's the the non-business business conversations. And th this is where you know I spend a lot of my time, especially on senior leadership teams, when people feel slighted. So let's say your spidey sense says you walked out of a meeting and someone didn't make eye contact with you. Now, you could be making something up, but someone didn't make eye contact with you and it doesn't make sense to you. Or they snapped at you when you brought up an idea or something like that. The, the non-business business conversations are the ones that are vulnerable and they're tough to do because it 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 it's it shows you know it could feel like it shows weakness, uh, except for me it shows the exact opposite. So the question is, can you go to a person and say, "Hey, in the meeting, I noticed that you you know, or at least it, to me it seemed like you weren't making eye contact, uh, and that doesn't seem to be normal for our relationship." Is there something going on? Is there some place I need to, I, you know, is there something I need to do? Is there an amends I need to make? Did I slight you in any way? Right. The, those conversations are so important because one slight, one little chink in the armor of the, of the relationship is not going to make or break it. But little things along the way will start to have you feel uncomfortable with the people that you need to feel comfortable with. So can you go and have a conversation, find out if there's something that needs to be fixed? And sometimes you actually know something needs to be fixed. I've, you know, so many times, uh, you know, I've sent out an email and, and uh, one, one I think I've, I've talked about this on the podcast, where I sent out an email just trashing someone thinking I was sending it to my engineer and I sent it to the entire 25 person person thing, including the person it was about. And I immediately picked up the phone and called them and said, Hey, I was an asshole. That was wrong of me. I should have said that to your face. And it, we turned out to be friends. So can you go have those conversations? Now, when you need to have those conversations, there's a couple of things that you need to think about, right? First, you need to get grounded and centered. You need to, you need to, you know, figure out where are you being paranoid? What are you making up about the situation? Where are you blaming? You know, and you know, Generally, if you can talk to a mentor or a friend or someone who a disinterested party so that they can help you let go of all those negative emotions and all those things that are just not important to the conversation. Now, the next thing, as my uh, my friend mentor and Dharma mother, uh, Diana Benici talks about, is space, place, and time. Space, place, and time, right? So do you have the space? Is, you know, uh, or is it place? I think it was... Place, space, and time. In other words, find the right place to do the conversation. Don't have the conversation in the middle of a meeting or don't have a conversation in a really loud bar if it's an important conversation. So is it the right time to have the conversation? Have you Is someone else uh, running here and running there? Do you have time to have the conversation? And the last piece is space. Is everybody in the right headspace? If you're going to go have a vulnerable conversation or you're going to say something, you're going to set a boundary with someone and you're going to say something that's kind of harsh, are they in the headspace to hear it? If they're looking stressed, you don't need to throw something else on them. What you want to do is you want to take them out of the situation, right? Create a, a place where you, know, you can actually come together, create relationship, and that they can hear you. Does that make sense? This works with your uh, romantic relationship also. Space, place, and time. 
uh, Diana, if you're listening, please tell me which order it's supposed to be because I know you've drummed it into me. But speaking up, having these conversations, if your spidey sense, if your gut is saying something's wrong, nine times out of 10, something's wrong. Now, of course, we're paranoid and you know make stuff up. But most of the time, if you're if you're in tune with yourself, you said something, they said something, something needs to be said to clear the air, right? And once you do, once you get into that habit, people know where you stand. It's really, it's really, really important, especially when you're in high pressure situations, that those that those pipes are clean. So remember, if you have a resentment, it means you haven't set a boundary, you haven't asked for what you want. Or maybe you're just a little jealous that a bunch of people went, you know, went 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 to play golf without you, uh, and you wish you were more popular, uh, or something like that. And then that's those are other conversations. If you're not being invited to things, right? Where do you need to become? The, if you want to be invited, where do you need to become the kind of person who does get invited? Right? What kind of work do you need to do on yourself? But this it's all kinds of stuff. So the business conversation, non-business conversations. Make sure you're having the non-business conversations. Thanks for listening. I love you. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you for joining today's conversation. If you got value, please share the episode, give us a thumbs up, write us a review. And if there's a topic you'd like us to cover or a question that you have, send them my way. Look forward to connecting on the next episode of the Rising Leader Podcast.